Thank you so much, team. I appreciate that. Aren't you glad God still saved wretches? Amen. Some of you were pretty wretched at one time. <laughs> we all were, weren't we? This morning, I'd like to preach a message. And uh, because it seems like uh, we've had a number of people go through a lot of stuff of late. And so I just want to be encouraging if I can. And uh, I want to talk about the storms and sins in our lives. And uh, either one causes chaos in our lives, don't they? Uh, there's an advertising on TV, and it shows people having, it's an insurance company, and people, uh, they're having wrecks and different things are happening. And they say it happens. I don't know if you've seen that commercial. Uh, bad things do happen, right? They say it happens. And so that's the title of my message this morning, It Happens. <laughs> when we don't expect it, it happens. Even when we do, it happens. And uh, I don't know, uh, Stan, uh, he didn't say anything about it, but uh, we can say to Connie this week, it happens, Connie. And uh, some of you know that Connie, she fell down, broke both of her wrists, hit her face, uh, tripped on a mat down over here in the old foyer. And so we're just... Uh, uh, grateful she wasn't hurt anymore. She has surgery on one tomorrow, and the other one she has a cast on right now. So uh, just pray she can keep her fingers uh, going so she can type, <laughs> and because uh, uh, we're not going to let her off work. So uh, so just, but just remember, Connie, but it happens. And the reason it does, we live in a fallen world, uh, with its satanic system. And if you look at our country, you can actually say amen to that. And uh, he powerfully controls this world. Uh, he hates God. He hates God's followers, we believers. And he does all he can to, to make us quit. And uh, the Bible states in Galatians 1:4, who gave himself for our sins that he might deliver us from this present evil world according to the will of God and our Father. Uh, you know, uh, we do live in an evil world today. And uh, we never realized until this pandemic came on the scene how corrupt our government really is. And it breaks your heart when you begin to focus because people just couldn't go out and different things. So they watch TV, the news a lot, and they begin to realize some things. And we realize that there's just a few people who control our country and so you say, well, we don't know where it's going, but I do know this, they don't want Christians. And uh, that's coming on the scene. Even in Israel's time, John says this in 1 John 5, 19. He says, and we know that we are of God, and the whole world lieth in wickedness. <laughs> and that's true for Israel, that's true for us, the body of Christ, isn't it? And as a result of this, and our own sowing, According to this, life of believers, we do experience. We experience hardships, hurts. Quite often, we're crushed. Pressures are bearing down on us, burdens. Sometimes in our life, we have dark times, don't we? And it's true, life is not fair. Uh, life really gets down on you sometimes. And truth tells us that trials and tribulation they are the ultimate test of our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And so the question this morning is very, very simple, is will we stay faithful? Will we stay trusting in God? Will we continue to walk with him? Even when the bottom falls out. Or even when life doesn't make sense anymore. Or you're being hurt in a horrible way. When life seems overwhelming to you. You come to a conclusion, will it ever end? You begin to say things to God. (laughs) You begin to say, God, wait a minute, I'm one of yours. You know, uh, you're supposed to protect me. You're supposed to provide all my needs here. Uh, What's up with you right now? (laughs) Uh, You need to get involved in this. And we even begin to question God at times, don't we? Well, there's a fellow in the Bible. You know him well. His name was Job. And Job, in one day, all that he had, he lost. He lost his family. Now, that's amazing. He had seven sons and three daughters through... Uh, a violent storm, lost them all. He lost all his finances. He had several business enterprises, lots of things, and he lost it all by the enemy. The enemies came in, took him. And then he lost his health. It's unimaginable what Job went through. Finally, he was just covered with boils all over his body. And then he lost his friends even. His friend said, listen, what you need to do is just curse God and die. Well, those good friends, aren't they? (laughs) Now, when all of this happened, what did Job think about his God? What did he know about his God? Well, Job said, in spite of all, of it all, in spite of all of that, first of all, he said his God was still good. Job chapter 10, verse 12, he says this, Thou hast granted me life and favor, and thy visitation hath preserved my spirit. God, you're still good. I'm going through hell on earth here. Satan's attacked me like I've never seen anybody attack, but I want you to know, God, you're still good. Also, he knew this, his God was still powerful. He says in Job 36, verse 5, Behold, God is mighty and despiseth not any, He is mighty in strength and wisdom. Then he says, Behold, God is great, and we know him not, neither can the number of his years be searched out. Why? He's eternal. He had a powerful, eternal God. He said he's still that. And then also he said his God was still in control. He says this, God thundereth marvelously with his voice. Great things doth he which we cannot comprehend. For he saith to to the snow, be thou on the earth, likewise to the small rain and to the great rain of his strength. And it is turned round about by his counsels that they may do whatever he commandeth them upon the face of the world in the earth. Then he says, he causeth it to come, whether for correction or for his land or for mercy. God knows what he's doing. God's in control. Do you understand we have a sovereign God? And he knows when the next sparrow falls to the ground. Don't you think he knows what you're going through? And that's telling me something. We can still trust him. Our God will be faithful to us through whatever we're going through today. And we need to grab hold of that. 
And it's when we're in a hard moment of our life. It's a dark valley, a storm. And we lean up on him. And it's when we lean up on him, that's when we find out how wonderful and good God really is. You know, uh, as I look back, uh, I can see all the times when I cried out to God and he came through for me. Uh, I'm sure you can look back in your life all those times when you didn't even deserve it. You cried out to God and God was merciful to you and he was there for you and he helped you. Paul said this here in 2 Timothy 4.16 at my first answer, his defense, no man stood with me but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me that by me the preaching might be fully known and that all the Gentiles might hear, and I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. That lion could be a lion. It also could be the devil walking about as a roaring lion. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me into his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and forever. God said, Paul said, listen, God's faithful. Even though man turned me back on me, my God was there for me. And God will be there for you too. And it's after each difficulty, that's when our faith grows a little bit. We learn how to trust him a little here. And then a little bit more. And then a little bit more. Until finally, when we see the storm clouds raging, we know that we can trust him and our faith is there because we know how he's helped us in the past. God will be faithful to us. Even when we've sinned. I've said this. There's been times we feel gifted in the area of failure. You ever feel that way? Huh? I, sometimes I feel there's a cloud that just walks with me. Huh? And I feel like I've failed the Lord so much throughout my life. We reap what we, reap what we sow. You know, Abraham... He lied. Later on, he's called the friend of God. Moses, he lost his temper and killed a man. Later, he was privileged to stand on holy ground. Then there was Jacob. He was a schemer, deceiver. But later, God changed his name to Israel, meaning prince of God. David, he was immoral and he committed murder. But later, he's called the apple of God's eye. Think about Peter. Think about Thomas, John Mark. There's something common about all of them. Do you know what it is? They all got back up and kept on going. Amen. Yeah, they failed, but they got back up and they kept on going. Mary Lou Retton, Olympic gold gymnast, she won the gold medal by scoring a perfect 10 on the vault. She said later, but to get there, you have to get through your failures. Do you know everybody talks about how great Michael Jordan was and the winning shots he made? Do you know that he made five times, 10 times more shots in games where he didn't win those games, but he kept on trying? Uh, he just kept on trying. That's what God wants us to do. 
Bob Jones Sr. said this, the test of character is what it takes to stop you. What does it take to stop us from going all out for God? When storms or sin hits us, why do some people just give up? Huh? Well, sometimes people give up because of lack of growth. And because of lack of growth, they have very little faith. They're still immature. Proverbs 24.10 says this, If thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. Some people are still just haven't grown yet. Another reason is man too often follows man's wisdom and their ways rather than God's. Proverbs 29.25, The fear of man bringeth a snare, but whoso putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. See, we're always worried about what people are going to say rather than what God's saying to us. And then notice 2 Timothy 4.10. For Demas hath forsaken me, Paul says, having loved this present world and is departed. You see, some people, they desire worldly things more than they desire the things of God. Isn't that true? They go by the way of the world. And then some people give up just because they're lost. It states, Jesus answered them, Have not I chosen you twelve and one, Judas, one of you is a devil. There are some people who put on the form and then they don't have the truth inside of them. And when it comes to time of testing, they just go by the wayside. They're truly not even saved. And you think about Judas. You think, how in the world could he not be a believer? Here he went to all the meetings. He sang the songs. He heard Christ's very words. He was a treasurer. He was one of the 12. He saw the miracles over and over, but he still was lost because he didn't believe. You know, the battles at time rages, the devil, the world, the flesh, and all the enemies, they come and do their best to try to discourage us, to try to cause us to doubt God, to try to get us to quit running our race, to quit on our marriage, to quit on our church, to quit on our Savior. But God says this, it's required of a stir to be found faithful, Therefore, what did he say? Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. He says in Galatians 6, 9, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. He says, keep it up. And when it's tough, a storm comes, or we even fail the Lord. We can't quit. Now remember, The word doesn't permit us to quit. In scripture, there's never any scripture saying in a good way that we are to retreat. God says, no, I want you to push forward. Keep going forward for me. Finish strong. I think that's a a good thing for many of us that are older. Finish strong. Do you not understand? It's not long. We'll see Jesus face to face. Finish strong. 
Paul said this in 2 Timothy 4. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them, also that love is appearing. John says over there about seeing Jesus that we not be ashamed. I think if you're serving God and you love him, you look forward to him returning. Amen? And then we can't quit because our family doesn't expect it. Do you know our family looks to us? They're counting on us. We are to be the standard. We're to be the hero. We are to be their hope. I wonder how many kids today have stopped going with Christ because a parent stopped their race. You know it, you've seen it as well as I have seen that, and it breaks your heart. And then another thing, remember this, the prayer of the saints doesn't make it any easier to quit. You can't outrun prayer. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much, the Bible said. I wonder who's praying for you this day. A mom? You know, I was just thinking the other day, I wonder if they're in heaven, those who have gone on before us, if they're praying for us. You know, we can't pray for the dead, but I wonder if they can pray for the living. That's a good question, isn't it? I wonder if we have a mom or a dad or somebody in heaven saying, oh, Lord, Please help my child to stay faithful. Uh, I believe it could be. I know there's a lot of times that I've said, I'm going to quit, you know, in your thinking, your mind. And then you say, too many people are counting on you. They're praying for you. You can't let them down. And then also remember this, the judgment seat of Christ warns us about it. It states in Romans chapter 8, verse 17, and if children, if you're saved, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. God said, listen, it'll be worth it one day. It states in 2 Corinthians 5.10, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to that he hath done whether it be good or bad. Now, because of that, knowing, therefore, the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Let me just say something to you. There's going to be a lot of purging when believers get to heaven. A lot of people say, oh, I, I, yeah, I'm going to heaven, and they don't do a lick for God. Amen. I don't know about you. I, I want to finish strong. Uh, I, I want God, my family that's in heaven, I want them to be proud of me. And above all, of course, I want the Lord to be proud of me. And just think about this. Our eternity, our positions, what we are to do in the heavens depends on how we live these few years here on this earth for Christ. It is true. Only what's done for Christ will last. 
Now think that through. Everything you accomplished in your life up to this moment, only for what's done for Christ will last. All the other stuff, zilch. All of it. Only what's done for Christ will last. What's your life focused on? Is there any time for God? I'm preaching right now a little bit. And lastly, remember, your Savior doesn't deserve it. Christ never deviated nor wavered from the path to the cross. Not one time did he. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 and 3, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction. Here's God suffering for man of sinners. Consider him. When's the last time we actually have considered him for our life? How great he's been to us. 2 Corinthians 5.14 says this, For the love of Christ constraineth us, because we thus judge that if one died for all, then we're all dead. And that he died for all, that they which live, we who are saved now, should not henceforth live unto themselves but unto him which died for them and rose again. See, there's a reason God saved us. When you get saved, you have significance, but you also have purpose, his will for your life. And so I just want to challenge you this morning, remember who you are and what Christ has done for you. Remember what you were when God saved you, whether you were young or old. Thank God he intervened. Today in your storm, in your crisis, whatever you're going through today, even if you've had a failure, God says in his word to you believers that's going through a storm, stand up and trust him. Stand up, believing, faith in him, trust him. And for those who have even blown it, like I have many times, God says, get up. He's merciful and he's graceful to us. I started with Job and I'm getting ready to close. Job, when life became tough for him, he had all kinds of reasons to quit in his faith in his God. Everything around him was collapsing and then it collapsed on him. But Job stood in faith. Job is the one who said, <clears throat> after he lost his family, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Huh? Thank God for the years that you did have with him. Amen. You know something, those have gone on before you, they wouldn't want to come back anyway. <laughs> it was just too great. Why would they want to come back to this world? They love you. That's not the question. But heaven is heaven. 
Amen? And Job is the one who says, the Lord here, though he slay me, yet will I trust him. If God wants to even go on and take me out, that's okay with me because I'm going to trust him. You know why? He knew there was a resurrection and he would be raised to life. As a result of that, Job at the end of his life said this in Job 42.10. And the Lord turned the captivity, all the difficulties Job went through, all the testing Satan had on him. Of Job, when he prayed for his friends, also the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. And then in verse 12, he says this. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning, for he had sheep and so on and so on. Job got a double blessing from God. All the things that he lost, God gave him double at the end. Isn't that amazing? And at the end, he got seven new sons and three new daughters. Is God a good God? Is he not a great God? He personally allowed Satan to attack Job because God knew Job would stand the test. And God knows you too. Yeah, it's tough, but I know you. You're going to make it through this. And when all the dust settles, you're going to be standing, he says. And I claim that for my own life. This week, I just, last night I read a, a letter. We have missionaries we support, uh, uh, Miyashtas. Uh, there are missionaries in Japan. His name's T, he's a Japanese, and her name's Rebecca. She's an American. And they married many, many years ago. She was a student at Tennessee Temple when I was. And... Japan is a very cold, idolistic type of country. And it's very difficult to have a work there go very far. And they've been faithful for so many years. Just this past week, they just said, you don't have to wear a mask anymore except in certain special places. Just got the pandemic deal. And all their work had to almost go, go off the, the grid. People just wouldn't go out hardly in Japan. But finally it opened up and they have some new people that's coming now. And they had, on, they had a verse that kind of spoke to my heart in their letter. Psalm 56 verse 3. When time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it hits. And it's not fun or delightful or a happy time. It's a rough time when these things come. When I'm afraid, I'm still going to trust him. That's what God wants you to do today. Father, we love you. We thank you for your, your watchful care over us. 
You're there with us every step of the way. You have a purpose. You have a way for us to walk. God, give us the strength to walk in that way. I pray you speak to those today that are going through some deep waters even at this moment. That this message through the word might touch their hearts. They'll make it. It's going to be okay if they just trust in you. And Lord, if there's somebody here who's never believed in the gospel, they've never come to a realization that they can't do anything for their sin, but they've heard the good news that Jesus Christ loved them so much that on an old rugged cross, there he shed his blood and died, and they buried him. And three days later, he rose up alive from that grave. And if that person would say, God, I believe in the work of your son. What he did was for me. I believe. God, may they do that right now in their hearts. May they believe in the gospel message. And to us that are saved, as we walk our journey, we all have our individual journeys, God, I just pray the day we turn to you in faith and we would trust in you. In Christ's name. And everybody said? We hope you received a blessing from today's broadcast. We would love to have you visit with us in person. For more information, please visit our website at gpnd.net or contact us by phone at 317-535-3512. You can watch us live and view past services on our website Facebook or YouTube channel. Until next broadcast, may God richly bless you as our prayer.